Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. Hello, everybody. Sunday night edition, as usual. We're super excited. Excited enough. We're pretty excited. Sort of excited. I don't know how excited we are. Somewhat somewhat excited? Somewhat. Lisa Creeman's Mosley, you were wrong. You don't know what a cover three is. We are not entertained. It's not three guys who cover the deep middle of the field. So basically three guys just run to the middle of the field is this defense. She also said that the passes coming from the offense would mostly go to the middle of the field. So I said, (laughs) you think the defense sends three guys to the middle of the field and the offense wants to throw the ball to those three guys? Well, Peyton Manning does. She has not responded since... Yeah. Just just another day in Bronco land. Uh, another Manning sympathizer, I suppose. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, but Broncos win 17-15. Getting into some of the points here. Got to start off with Brock. Just going to go and say a 20 for 27, 250 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. First game all season, the Broncos haven't had an interception. I told you so. You didn't tell me. No, you no, told no, each no, other. Yeah. Looks like you had a happy birthday. You did have a happy birthday. What is twenty fifth? Twenty fifth. Fourth. Birthday. Yeah. Six eight two forty quarterback. Moved around pretty well today. Um, threw some good balls. Threw some meh balls. Um, one dropped one by Owen Daniels that would have been another big play. Tripped our running back on the way into the end zone. Ronnie Hillman would have had a touchdown. That that play at opened. least a first down. Yeah, there was a, it was on like the three. First. There was a chance for a first down and a touchdown. He, I think he would have got the touchdown. I, I agree with you. He definitely. You he, I definitely <clears throat> agree. He he probably would have scored uh, when it happened, but he definitely had at least enough blocking up front to get the first. Um, eh, that kind of shit happens. Happened to. Bears in the exact same game. Ronnie Hillman going over 100. Uh, 21 carries for 102 yards. Uh, C.J. Anderson had 12 carries for 59 yards. That's a pretty stellar stat line coming from a 1-2 punch. I'm going to say it again, as we have said it. Brock Osweiler was under center, and the running game was more effective from under center. He was under center more today than Peyton Manning has been all season. Can't really argue that. We did pistol as a, you know, just a new formation, not the base set formation. That's really not effective with what we want to do. It doesn't really help a bootleg very much when you get the whole action of a guy coming out from under center, taking two steps, three steps, one way, booting out to the right, causing the defense to move. Simple football. Too much time uh, elapses and not enough movement from the quarterback out of the pistol. It's not really a base 
for those of you that don't really know, it's not a base formation. It's sort of a formation you kind of throw in there to throw the defense off. Certain plays, no, certain actions. No team runs the pistol as their base formation. Except it's for us and college teams. College kids when who we have, have athletic Ryan. quarterbacks who can run a pistol because their quarterback is fast. And they mix a little bit of dive option and you know triple option stuff in there. Read option you shit. You can't do that with Peyton. It was just used as a tool to run the ball and it hindered the offensive line. Um, him not being under center. I will say this, the pass blocking was still atrocious. Um, oh yeah. Still atrocious. Our all pro guard getting blown up. Oh, he got pancaked to fucking death on that play. <laughs> Evan Mathis just Looking like a, ugh, he got he got beat up. He was in a couple more times, a few more drives after that after that drive actually, um, but I did see Garcia come in after that for a little bit. Garcia was spelling both the vets Vasquez and Evan Mathis today, floating that around. Helpful. People keep saying we need to beef up the line. Just we can't. There's nothing we can do to beef up the you line. You think anymore. it's helpful to be spelling guys on the offensive line, or do you think it's? I kind of fucks with the I don't cohesion. think I don't think it's done for helpfulness. I certainly doesn't think I don't think it helps the the cohesiveness of the offense. I think it's done out of necessity. Like we have to rotate him out there because that's the only reason he's doing it. Because just like you said, cohesiveness. Kubiak is very aware of that, as are the rest of the offensive staff, and would prefer to not do such a thing. I'm thinking they have to do it, and seeing some of the pass blocking, yeah, they do. Because that's still an issue. It's still an issue. Uh, Brock looked like a like a guy starting his first game a couple times on some of those um, hits. Um, the, the play, of course, where he just fell down in the backfield. A um, little bit out of Peyton's book there, just just fall down. But no, doesn't work on that level. We get outside and throw the ball away instead of. And just that was that was that seemed like uh, that seemed like more of a a heavy. Kind of sack where he didn't want to throw the bad pass, um, where take the sack, let the time run down was the thought process on that would be my guess. But I'd like to see better coverage if we're trying to win the game. Oh, that kicking and screaming talk that I hear from people all over the Broncos talking about kicking and screaming and fighting for victory. I mean, it's that seemed like a. Uh, uh, that seemed like a finesse move right there. I wanted to see. It was. I want to see aggressiveness. Uh, we, we. I don't know. I kind of wanted a bootleg at that time. Um, I just thought it might be there. They picked up on it pretty well. Um, I wouldn't have been upset with a fourth and one run there, third and one run, whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, we were aggressive in the running game. I think we were between our two backs. We got what. 33 carries, that's that's a lot of carries. They haven't had that many much this season, so happy about that. Um, we had carries from Latimer as well and a couple scrambles from Brock, but not too much to speak of. Our tight ends showed up. Tight ends were huge. Uh, ten catches between Owen Daniels and Vernon Davis, um, which was... 137 yards worth. What we needed badly yep. is more action from the tight ends because it was quite clear that, it's clear to me anyway, Peyton's afraid of throwing into traffic. He's afraid of throwing in the middle of the field. Or when he does, he throws a pick. 
Well, it's, and that's he's not why. afraid to. <laughs> and that's yeah, why that's, I think that's why he doesn't do it because he's, he has. He's, he's thrown a lot over the middle for picks this year. That's that's why I think he doesn't like to. And that's why I, I think he, <laughs> we see a lot of like sideline floaters. I think that's because of the. I think that's because of the play calling. I honestly believe that Peyton still thinks he can make those throws, and that's why he still does. That's why I believe it. Well, what I can tell you is there are guys wide open whom I'm pretty sure we talked about this that Peyton would have probably thrown those in the dirt at their knees or over their heads because this whole season he's been completely incapable of doing. And this is weird territory for me, by the way, because I'm not a fucking rah-rah the backup quarterback kind of guy. Never really had to be here I've, too much. I've I've just never been interested in that kind of thing. But the handful of times that I have ever done it, it's I mean usually been for the better of the team, for somewhat. Um, and it looks to me, I mean, for somebody's first career start to basically have the equivalent of Peyton Manning's best day. Uh, this season, that's not a good sign. I don't, I don't, I don't like what that implies. It was better than Manning's day, best day. He threw two touchdowns with no picks. He did throw no. He did. That's the the impressive part. Is I mean that the yards that's weren't better as than much, anything Manning's done this I'll year. I'll take I'll take no picks every time, and the no picks part is really important. You saw how close that game was. Uh, turnovers matter, and not getting points on that fourth down run that mattered so um, really a couple of drives I saw some slack in the defense it was, for the it most was part it I, was I feel like it was schemed out like the reason those guys got open we had 371 yards allowed on offense which is a little more than we would have liked 265 yards passing from Cutler which I know is more than we would have liked we held the run game to under 100 again we always do that. <clears throat> we forced two turnovers. Vaughn got the sack fumble at the end of the game. And, of course, Trevathan with a big pick. Uh, on Cutler, that put us into scoring position, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure if we did anything with that one. I think that's the fourth down. Yeah, that was the, that's the fourth, that was goal the fourth, fourth and goal that got screwed. Brock stopped that run on accident. But the biggest stat that speaks out to me from the defense today is we gave the Chicago Bears five first downs on penalties. I was just about to say. That has been a running theme of this defense. That put us in worse position today than anything else did. A couple drives extended because of that, you know. Just uh, drive going almost all the way down the field. and Holding them for another field goal on it. Can't, can't have all that. We got we to gotta clean up these penalties. I know we're aggressive. It pays off. When you're aggressive, you're going to have big plays against the defense as well. So to really curtail it, it's got to be stop with the penalties. Got to stop having it. Eight for 118 total yards, honestly. So that's a lot of penalty yards for the Chicago Bears. It's a lot of yards that they didn't have to move with their offense. Mm-hmm. And put them in a good, good position to win. They didn't turn the ball over on the road, which I think is the biggest key. But to, two things that to you the, need to do to on the road game. in the NFL. Not turn the ball over and run the ball. And we did both of those things very effectively today. And that was where you see the W at the end of the day. That's where you see Kubiak's system take take hold. 
We had a 17-9 lead, could have had a bigger lead, should have had a bigger lead, outside of a couple other things. Um, like what do you expect to see from a first-year quarterback, first start ever, first time playing in the first quarter? Pretty much got it, you know, threw two touchdowns, Latimer, DT. I would like to see more distribution to the receivers. I think everybody would. I like the tight ends getting involved, but I want Demarius getting that ball. And when Sanders is back healthy, I want him getting that ball. We need to make sure that that's happening as well. Well, I'm pretty pumped up that Cody Latimer was able to find his way on the field. Um, and not just, it looked like he was a part of the offense this week for sure. Uh, it's clear that I think Sanders wasn't going to play early this week to Kubiak. So, Do you think that maybe Brock and Cody playing together more over the last two years than playing with Manning? Had a little bit to do with that, the development of our young of our young wide receiver? Um, yes, I think definitely that helps him since he's the one that is going to be, I mean, they, they're, they're the ones taking second team reps. So, I mean, I think there's a little bit of familiarity that he has with him. Um, so I think that may be why. Uh, I saw him in a lot of different formations, so... I'm wondering if, you know, he's, I'm not going to say turned a corner, but taking a step, Cody Latimer, that is, into trying to be a bigger part of this team like we expected him to be when we drafted him. So, uh, yeah, if you want to talk, you can't call him a bust out right just yet, but no. he hasn't put up shit. He hasn't done anything, and he's dropped in the depth chart. I mean, he has. He was not number three on this depth chart starting the season. It wasn't even number four or number five. <laughs> so, we definitely, I definitely, like I said, hope this is a step forward and not just as yeah, you said. They put him in there because he's more familiar with Brock. Well, Brock's going to be our guy. I hope Feasibly. Brock's, I hope Brock's our guy because what I saw today is passes that Peyton Manning can't throw. I oh, saw period. Lot, I saw lots of passes that Peyton Manning cannot throw anymore. And current talk is around the league from somebody allegedly close to Peyton is that he's planning on coming back next year regardless of this with the Broncos I feel like that would be a mistake I can't imagine why he'd want to um, except for that will and drive to play but the man who, who has so much pride and loves what he does and how could you not like when I say this like I'm dissing the guy. He was amazing, so he knows what he does is amazing. And to come out and not be amazing for so long, for such an extended period of time, he can't ask for the same money. We're not going to give him $15 million next year. Hell if no. we give him $15 million next year and have him stay, I'm going to throw a goddamn fit. I'll, I'll stop watching the Broncos next season. He doesn't make more than $5 million on this team. And that's generous, in my opinion, because he's only going to be a backup here. He'll come out and do the same thing he's done for the last year if he comes back and plays. Who else is going to give him $15 million? I don't see anybody giving him $15 million, but I could see some team paying him 10 You think so? It's not about what they'll pay him. It's about what Manning's going to ask for. That's true. Because he didn't think he was washed up after last year, being pretty awful since November. It's, a, it's, it's what Peyton's going to have to... Can he get to that level and say, okay, I'm not worth $15 million. 19 I mean. 
<laughs> I'm not worth this money. I'm finally accepting my role. I, I, it's, I think it's more on Peyton. That's that's the stubbornness that's coming. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and plays. And I think he... Even, shit, even the shitty squads have young and up-and-coming up quarterbacks. I mean, I, I can't see Jacksonville sitting down Blake's, Blake Bortles and putting in Peyton Manning. I don't see. Uh, maybe San Francisco. San Fran because it's good weather for the most part, but it gets cold and windy there too. Yeah. Maybe San Fran would, but that just sets them back unless they want to draft a quarterback yeah. this year and then have him sit behind Manning and learn because Manning just teaches everybody how to play football. That's what he does because he's such a good guy. I, I can't <laughs> see him. He's going to have to go play somewhere warm weather. He's going to have to go play in a dome, St. Louis. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, they don't have There's no there. way he could play in Philly. Fuck no. They wouldn't. First of all, the offense. He can't he, run that offense. No. But secondly... Those fans would be throwing shit at him by the end of the first quarter. They get destroyed. They give a fuck what you did before in Philly. They give. They don't care if you're Santa Claus. Yeah. They don't care if you're Michael Irvin, who was awesome. You're on the field and you're almost paralyzed. Fuck you. Yeah. They will boo your fucking ass. He's gonna have to. If he's doing it, he's gonna have to go play somewhere good and somewhere warm because it ain't happening. He's not gonna go play for Tennessee. He's not. He's not gonna go play for these lower lower teams. And better teams have good quarterbacks. Cincinnati won't want him. That's funny. Everyone's like, you think Andy Dalton's better than Peyton Manning? Yeah. Now I do. Uh, I watched Andy it's Dalton play obvious. tonight. Yeah. And, yeah. He's not going to go to Arizona. He had that chance three and a half years ago. Could have signed with Arizona then. Show's here. They're not going to take you now, buddy, because they got Carson Palmer. You going to go to Houston? No, because they're not a contender. You're not going to play getting your ass kicked all season. No, he's not going to play just to get whooped. He wants to go to a place that he can contend. Problem is, places that can contend have quarterbacks. And they're not going to waste it on a 40-year-old quarterback. He will be 40 next season. 40 years old, without the arm, without the gun. And here's the thing. Peyton is a little bit... Well, he's going to have too much pride, to be honest with you, to play backup. He's not going to play backup. He's not going to play coach. He doesn't want to do that shit. Everybody's like, ugh. When he gets out, he'll be our front office guy. You don't know what the fuck he wants to do. And he doesn't want to do it here. We have a front office guy. His name's John Elway. Yeah. John Elway ain't sharing the spotlight with that dude. No. Nor should he. Why? Yeah, he's the man. He's the GM. He's the guy that got his ass over here. He's the guy who can send him out of here. I, I really hope. I, I've already been on record. You've heard me a dozen times this week. I don't think he's hurt. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. They're just trying to get away from him. And do it with as much class as they can for him without just saying, dude, you suck. You have to not play anymore. <laughs> sorry, but you're not good anymore. We're sorry. And they're just trying to save his, his fucking yeah. rep and his legacy and the, the myth about Peyton Manning being the ultimate team player. Yeah, really I've never, I to be honest with you, I have never thought of Peyton Manning as a team player. I've always thought of Peyton Manning as uh, a solitary kind of guy. He's, step he's, he's like in his, he's in his own head, he's in his own way, he's in his, he's the one that does it all for himself, he's the one that does shit for himself. He knows he's, what he's, he's doing. Always, he's always been the guy. Everybody talks mm-hmm. about Peyton Manning making other people because of how well he used to play. 
and how well he was good. I mean, he's a genius at reading defenses. Yeah, but and I think he made a lot of players, and at he, least for he, a season or two. He he did, and he made he made a, a ton of guys a lot of money. But that time is that ship is fucking sailed, and it sh- it fucking sailed at the very least. It has been completely fucking gone since that Raider game last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying throwing St. Louis. Decent, he, 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 what, wasn't the Raider um, game before St. Louis? No. After. It was after. Well, then it was St. Louis. <laughs> when he came out and just got Emmanuel Sanders killed and this guy's wide open over the middle just stopped throwing the ball. And then they said he had a thigh bruise like four weeks later. Then ignored the fact. Okay, old shit. Not worried about those <laughs> fucking dumb fucks. Uh it's it's got to be handed over. I just can't see him. If he really does have the injuries they're speaking of, they said four to six weeks. That generally means he's out for a while. They said several weeks. That means a month in the NFL. They've said all kinds of things to like get him off and away. And that's that's what I think they're doing. We just need to save this season and not worry about a legacy or him getting the all-time victories. I really could care less about that. You know why? Because I remember when John Elway beat it, okay, that record goes down. That record will go down again by Tom Brady next year. <laughs> so yeah. it just, because it, he's going to retire and he's not going to win games anymore. So that record means nothing to me right now. That record isn't going to mean shit. He's going to end up, if he does come in and play again and win again, you're right. I fully believe Tom Brady will break it. Um, not sure if he'll do the yards. Because Belichick doesn't just throw because Tom Brady's an amazing passer. He throws because your team can't cover guys or they're weak at covering certain areas of the field. Or He throws because of what he wants to do, not because of what a Tom Brady wants to do. Exactly. He throws because of what he wants to do. He throws because it's a bad matchup for the defense. He doesn't... If he, if, if he can run LeGarrette Blunt all day long because that's what he says is the best matchup for him, that's what the fuck he's going to do. And kudos to him for not really giving a shit about stats and everything like that, because he knows that at the end of the day, it's championships that everybody's measured by, and it's the only thing he wants to do, is win championships. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else's personal shit. And Obviously, so let's, let's just hope the same thing. <laughs> just hope the same thing with a guy like Kubiak, who... You know, we'll take the lead from Elway at some point, but this is this is his team. He's shown it. Just this week with us running that offense. I'm super stoked about that offense. Defense needs to clean up penalties, keep the tight ends involved. Offensive line, keep blocking the run well, pick up your fucking pass blocking, and we're going to be fine the rest of this season. We, yeah. we will still be a contender. You have no idea what will happen the rest of the season if we put this guy in, but I know we will contend. I know we will get in the playoffs, and I know we aren't going to get blown out. That's I all know, I know. <laughs> I know. I know that if this was last year, I would be concerned about Brock. But from what I've seen from the couple of times he stepped in last year after he chilled out and calmed down when he came into play, he played pretty good. And he's, you know, we talked about that. He lost that. He lost the jitters that he used to have. That kind of freaked out rookie panicky mm-hmm. look that he used to have. Now he's calm, he's cool. He's right you know, where want. He's, he's rolling into kind of a veteran role. I mean, I, I think he's going to play really well. He's learned to throw passes on time. 
and he's putting them. I mean, his his accuracy today I thought was pretty incredible. A um, couple of passes he sort of overthrew, but you know I look at that a lot of that was pressure in his face. So I'm pretty impressed with the accuracy and I'm super impressed with the cannon that he has. So I thought that was kind of hilarious. A lot of a lot of outside Denver guys who hadn't watched Brock Osweiler play really at all thought they're like, well, what about arm strength? And I was like. Arm strength. It's one of the things we're not worried about is the arm strength. That was the one thing I didn't give a shit about. That was one thing I knew wasn't going to be a problem. I didn't had zero question that he would throw tighter spirals and quicker passes. And I think if he... I don't think he's going to... I don't know. Everybody wants to see Manning next week because it's Manning and Brady. But Brady's going to get another fucking win against Manning if Manning plays next it's, week. It's not going to be pretty, so let's just all hope for the best over here. And the best chance the Broncos have at winning is by playing with Brock Osweiler. Simple as that. Sorry, we're not more inspired, but we've just been reading this shit for the last, like, five hours. And most of the week. And just some, some folks just can't, can't move past it. I'll give you an example. That's... I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Champ Bailey jersey right now. Okay, <laughs> I held on to Champ two years longer than I should have. He should have been gone or moved it, moved into a slot position or at least Fox could have quit blowing smoke into his ass, saying that he could cover guys one on one anymore and put a safety over top for him. But no one ever did, and he got beat up and he and he looked like a fool. People in Bronco country. Same folks saying that Manning is a class act and we should just kiss his ass all the time. Well, Champ was a pretty big class act, class act too. And y'all didn't kiss his ass. You didn't mind chasing him out when he was done. So They didn't mind reminding reminding him that he got smoked on the play. or Whatever play, play it was, they're blaming him for the Baltimore game that they had a chance to win until Peyton threw an interception in overtime. I mean, there were so many problems in that game. Peyton was one of them. But that's here or there. The only point is they get old. They get old. You got to watch Peyton Manning looking like broke down Kobe Bryant right now. It's sad. It's more anger that you guys just don't move on. Not even mad at Manning. Just want to go away so the rest of you will shut the fuck up. It, it, it almost reminds me of the Daniel Tosh skit talking about I'll play in... I'll play until I'm like 50-something years old. Backup quarterback, how much does that play? I'll do that, fuck it. I'll be a backup for like six years, riding the bench, not doing shit. Mm -hmm. Get paid. Peyton could do that, but... (sighs) We gotta start, Brock. That's my last thought on this. The only way I think that everybody lets Manning go is if Manning does something I don't think he would do. Which is come out and go... I cannot play. I'm not the best guy to start. I don't give our team the best chance to win. I'm going to step down as the starting quarterback and I'm going to let Brock ride it out the rest of the season. I'll coach him up and talk to him best I can. He'll never do do or say anything I just said, but I'd be happier with Bronco fans and happier with Peyton Manning if that happened. That's for sure. High fives? Yeah. High fives. Duke won games. 
Oh, we're going to go to yeah, later. That's all right. all that. High fives made me think of Duke. Five times. Five times. Five times before we get to get into our weekly power rankings. Who you got, Doug? The green one. That's what I was hoping you were going to go with. It's <laughs> a kid. It's a good lob. Out <laughs> Have a catch, Dad. Did you see that uh, video of uh, Green Ranger versus uh, Ryu? It's actually the Green Ranger. Yeah, the guy who played Tammy. Who played, yeah. Who played Ryu? Ryu. I don't know. Just some... Some vaguely Asian, Asian guy. <laughs> 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 probably Mexican. Some ambiguously Asian. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Italian or something. I have not seen it. Is it on YouTube? It is. Yeah, we'll check it out. It's pretty awesome. Is it like animation or? No, it's uh, live action. And like I said, with the guy who played the Green Power Ranger. I didn't watch that show. I don't know who played him. Street Fighter? <laughs> that was a show? <laughs> you didn't watch Power Rangers? No. Oh, okay. Wasn't my thing. My brother did. It was a bit of live action Voltron. <clears throat> Yeah. Eh. <laughs> wasn't a fan. <laughs> um, on the outside looking in, two teams from the same division. One's out of my top five this week. The other one was looking in, but they lost to a team that just lost three in a row, and now they have the same record with the team of 3-0, and and they're both fighting for that division. So Vikings and Packers are both looking outside. My top five right now. You got any outside ins? Uh, exactly the same thing. Word. Vikings and Packers outside looking in. My number five team. Team that has lost two in a row. Lost tonight to the Cardinals. I'm putting in the Bengals at number five. At number five, the Denver Broncos. Because they get they were bumped last week out of the top five for being a... Horrific disappointment two weeks in a row, but uh, they also didn't go out there and crush the Bears. I'd like to see a little more crushing. We already talked about that. Number five, the Broncos. Uh, I got the Broncos at four because they haven't lost two in a row like the Bengals have. So I put them right there because they won today, and the Bengals are currently on their two-game loss streak. I didn't expect a blowout today. I just wanted a hard-fought victory. I wouldn't mind seeing some serial crushed guys pretty soon, but you know, it's gonna. My number four team we're doing. is the Bengals, a team that uh, barely lost to somebody on my list already. Um, so At home. they they lost. Uh, Bengals lost on the road and played them. And play a pretty good fourth quarter. They let they got a, they, they let it get a little away from them in the second, in the third. But lost to the Texans. It's been a tough week for the Red Rider BB gun. Uh, number three, I got the Cardinals. Number three, I as well have the Cardinals. Seem to be thoroughly in control of that side of the NFC. Um. Uh, they'd be my number one seed. They'd be the number one seed right now. So, uh, No, the Panthers would be because that's my number two. <laughs> I was going to say my number two is also the Panthers. I have the cards at three, Panthers at two. I believe we all have Patriots at one. 
Patriots are and, at one, uh, guys. I'm leaving Patriots at one, even if they lose to Buffalo. Um, of course, depending on how they lose to Buffalo, I would say Patriots are still pretty fucking dominant. They still have Tom Brady, so it's really hard to argue right now. That if they lose, I don't know where I'll put them, so I'm not telling you. So fuck oh, next y'all. week <laughs> on the show. When we talk about the Broncos and Patriots game, which hopefully is them dropping down further. Hopefully they'll be number five on our list by next week. Eh? That's a long ways drop. I don't know if we're going to go that far. Well, if it was to the Bills and the Broncos, it could be. Could be. It could be. Could be. Except for the Bengals, they lose two in a row. They dropped to four. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to who? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And Brock Osweiler. And, and Brock. Scarlett Johansson. Skojo. Skojo. <laughs> it sounds better than Scarjo. Scarjo sounds like an afterbirth from a dog having babies. I had to well, I'm not jerking my... off to her anymore. <laughs> I had to clean up my Scarjo. She had puppies. <laughs> and then there was a Scarjo. See the Scarjo all over the fucking tile. Still smell it. <laughs> Told her not to let the fucking dog in, but she did anyway, and then slid it all over the goddamn bathroom. Uh, yuck. In honor of Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, um, I imagine she's going to be on some of these lists. I would hope so. More than likely. Scream Queens. Uh, my two compadres didn't know what I meant by that, but if you Google it, Google knows. Google so knows Google all. Google knew what I was talking about. I was, I I was kind of wondering things. if it was going to be like kind of a, a sci-fi and horror, or if it was strictly horror. Well, that was, that a lot of sci-fi kind of makes that cross over as That's well. That's why I was a little confused. But then I just remember you yelling MILFs at Justin last week and went, I'm just going to leave well enough alone. <laughs> well, I'll go first. Three times. My, my list is going to suck compared to you two because you guys are much more horror- fans than I am, so I'll get my shit list out of the way, and you guys can talk down to me and then tell me why I'm wrong with your list. Sounds good? Yes? Wrong. It's like Winona Ryder, <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Actually, I have shit, are Nev you Campbell, yeah. Sydney, <laughs> Nev Campbell, from Scream, number five, she's the first Kristen Stewart. That's totally joking. I'm totally being serious. Fucking mouth she breather. acts she's, way she's better. The, she's a mouth breather, though. Just, mouth just she does the. She does, <laughs> she does a little grunty noises, too. <laughs> I still talk to people about the end of that cinema scene. It's good. Uh, number four. Julie James, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> Great boobage in both of the things. A lot of bouncing around in wet rain, which is great. But if you don't get to see the tits in a horror movie, that's just a rip-off. It is kind of... It, it's, it's you feel cheated, yeah. yes? They did that in Scream, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. It made me feel... It was like cheating. Marilyn Manson's girlfriend should have taken her shirt off. Rose McGowan? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. And her death could have been more graphic. The fucking garage door. Shit yeah. was lame. 
Fucking lame. Uh, number three, Alice, Resident Evil, Mila Djokovic's character. Badass. Okay. But none of those movies were scary. It's true. <laughs> and she, but she did show off the uh, the makeup for old Alice, which is terrifying. I saw that on the uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram Facebook today. Yeah, yeah, real scary. Um, that even and then good. I'm sure my pretty sure my number one and two are the same. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Is your number one Ripley? So that's why I asked about sci-fi. We've already done that because when we did horror movies, we both had Alien. Mm-hmm. That's it. where I got the clarification. We've already clarified on that. Okay. Number one, Ripley. Ripley. Believe it or not. I don't because she had no point ever screamed. Other than get away from her, you bitch. She did scream that. She's not really much of a screamer. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Um, my number five, Shelly Duvall from The Shining. All that bitch did was scream. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> she did scream a lot. More it was like movie. she had literally like three lines of dialogue. Everything else was ah. Um, I would say number four, Heather O'Rourke, the little girl from Poltergeist. Nice. <clears throat> uh, outside of talking through a TV, all she pretty much did. Was screen. Um, Is that how we should end every one of yours? He's like, and then the rest of my list. Extra number five. All she do was scream. Um, Bathroom attendant. Screaming two. girl number two. <laughs> uh, then number one is screaming girl number one. No. Um, <laughs> I should have fucking done that. That was fucking perfect. Oh, why didn't I think of that till now? Um... Number three, a uh, bit of a stronger female character than the two I've already put forward. Uh, Kristen Connolly from Cabin in the Woods. She was the main girl in Cabin in the Woods. I remember that. Which I think was kind of a reinvention of, of like modern horror, and I really liked it. That was a weird um, movie. I saw that in the theater. Me too. It was a strange one. Because you're just like, oh, I know where this is going. Shit, no, I don't. Yeah. No idea where it's going. <laughs> liked it. Uh, number two... Actually, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Janet Lee from Psycho, one of the most well-known scenes in any horror movie. And she screams. Uh, and number one, of course, the original screen queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. She's OG, what can you say? Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. I have some honorable mentions. <laughs> This Not should a be a long list. I didn't do it to a long one. Uh, Jamie Lee gets an honorable mention just so I could fit other people onto the list here. Because Laurie Strode, you know, just like like I always say, just because they're the Beatles doesn't mean they're the best. Um, Marilyn Burns, who played Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, the original or the remake? The original, the yeah. one screaming at the end. The remake was one of the Jennifer? Jessica's. Wasn't it Jessica Hall? No, the other one. Beale. It was Jessica Beale in the remake. <clears throat> uh, Heather O'Rourke Carol Ann from Poltergeist mm-hmm. because of uh, what Doug's already stated Sissy Spacek from Carrie yeah she's it's a horror movie and she screams I can see her dirty house. <laughs> Heather Langenkamp is Nancy Thompson from Nightmare on Elm Street 
on Elm Street. The first one with the bathtub. She's on the first two, isn't she? Yeah, but she was like, she was the one in the bathtub, right? Yeah. The main girl with yeah. the claw comes up. Yes. The main character. <laughs> yes. Um. So number number five. What was that or Johnny Depp? Yeah, Johnny didn't get no love. He was he got sucked through the water pit. Number five, Ashley Lawrence, who played Kirsty Carton in Hellraiser. She was she screamed a lot in that too, a lot more in part two. Actually, I was just rethinking. Like I was actually thinking about like, the plot of the first one, and like I was like, that movie was really fucked up. Watch I mean, out, outside of like you know like. There's heaven and hell, and we don't even know it. You know the pain and pleasure. We don't even know the the, the division of it. But yeah. like, when you think about like that, he's like killing other people so he can be like reconstituted. And he keeps building, and then the like out. tries to like molest her at one point. Yeah, tries to rape his his niece. Yeah. After he fucks his brother's wife. Right. With like a, with no skin dick. Right. <laughs> She's on um, making out with him. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, like just think about that. I was like. Huh. The movies, that's an ultimate horror movie for me because it made me feel uncomfortable. The first oh, yeah. Oh, God, Because yeah. it's fucking weird. It's really out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the series didn't do it a whole lot of justice as fucked up as that first well, movie. Well, Bloodlines was all right. I like Bloodlines, <laughs> but just that first movie being so fucked up. Yeah. Like, they just kept doing different stuff with the box at that point. It was yeah. just, it didn't... There was no one killing, no no woman luring guys back to the apartment to slice Kill their them. necks and use their blood to rebuild her boyfriend. Right. Who's living in the closet pieces right. of him. Very, there was a demon that was good. CDs and that was rough. Yeah. That was three. That was the one with the club owner. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah that was bad. Mm-hmm. Bad movie. Uh, I got to see some boobs, though. So, you know, puts Ryan's <clears throat> list to shame. Yeah, see? Boobs. Uh, number four, Linda Blair played Reagan in The mm-hmm. Exorcist. Um, she might have been the scary part of the movie, but she sure screamed a lot of fucked up shit out in that yes, movie. Yes, she did. It was a uh, freaky movie, probably the scariest movie I'd ever seen when I was a child. Uh, still kind of gets me. There are parts of it, yeah. Uh, number three is Janet Lee, who played Marion Crane from Psycho, mm-hmm. because she gets hacked up in the shower, screaming her fucking face out. That's pretty much the only thing you hear, except, except for the re, re. Yeah. And you don't see any blood. That was, was all black still, and white. Still not even any black and white blood. They just show the knife. Oh, the blood went down the drain. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Oh. But they never show the knife like go into or show oh, no. any wounds or anything. Just a little bit of blood that goes down the drain at the end. It, it lets your imagination fill in the rest. Yeah, effective fucking movie that way. That's kind of how I always feel about it. And she was something. like, what, top build and died in the first, I think, 15 minutes? Yeah. Uh, her sister in the movie was in the movie actually longer yeah. than she was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number two, personal favorite because she was in two franchises but they were the same Danielle Harris played uh, Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 3 and 4 uh, no 4 and 5 um, she was also in The Last Boy Scout she was Bruce Willis's daughter Okay. she lived next door to Roseanne um, I've always been in love with that girl she was also in the remakes that um, Rob Zombie did for Halloween she I was in both of them she played Laurie Strode's best friend the sheriff's daughter yeah 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 um, Four was the one with the witches, right? No, three was the one with the witches. Yeah. The stupid masks. Yep. That one actually came on. I wanted to watch it again on AMC, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, because they do uh, f- uh, Fear Fest, Fest or, or whatever. whatever, yeah. 
I wanted to I, I wanted to check it out, see what was up with that movie because I remember renting it when I was a kid, and being like thirty minutes into it, going, "Where the fuck is Michael, Michael Myers?" Myers. <laughs> That's the whole point. I rented it, and it I just needs to be one I see again. Number one, uh, Betsy Palmer played Mrs. Voorhees in the original Friday the Thirteenth. Nice. She was like a theater type actor at that point, small bit roles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And got that role for a low-budget horror movie that was... Really, no one really knew what to expect out of that movie. That pretty much like, birthed, like, the slasher genre. Absolutely. It was... And she was the first slasher. I mean, I think Halloween was before that. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Because if we're saying that... Betsy Palmer was a scream queen. She, she certainly was. She's Mrs. Voorhees, so she killed... She killed everybody in the first. In the first Friday the Thirteenth. Surprised no one had the girl with the dick from Sleepaway Camp on our list. I thought about putting her on. Yeah, me too. Just I don't. I saw Sleepaway Camp once and I didn't like the ending <laughs> at all. I thought that was way too. I don't know how they got away with it back then. Yeah, really. I, that just didn't make much sense to me. She had a dick at the end of it, and they showed it. She didn't, the stand-in did, but the stand-in had, like, one of her fake masks on her face. Oh, yeah, it was... <laughs> it's so it was, it was odd. weird. <laughs> She's like, which one would you rather have, a fake face or a fake dick? I'm going fake dick. Yeah. I don't know. Go Dirt Diggler on it, it's cool. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, Friday the 13th was 1980. Halloween was 78. 78, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first two Halloweens were before. I can't remember if it was 78 or 79. <clears throat> I bet part two was 79. Mmm, John Carpenter might have put it out. Because I think he filmed them pretty much around the same time. Did he really? I think so. Because usually movies, like, back then didn't come out, like, year to year like that. It's not like the Saw, where it's an annual thing, and, yeah. No, it certainly hadn't turned into that yet. Let's see what Halloween 2. Research. Research and development. You get our pick list ready. Oh, well, our pick list is ready, but we've got, we got some other little couple of things to talk about. Well, why don't you start off the Duke talk, buddy? <coughs> we won the coach, the, uh, what is it? What is it? The 2K tournament. tournament. The 2K, 2K tournament. The 2K. Tournament. Champs. Champs again. Champs again. <coughs> Always feels good. Feels good to be a champion of something. <laughs> uh, Duke. Not looking great defensively. Um, a lot of youth on the team. Not the same kind of youth either. Not, not, yeah, not just like, oh, they're just a little... They're like uh, both young and not not working together as a unit. They not don't gelling. Have, uh, they're not gelling. They're not gelling like Magellan right now. Uh, defensively, uh, a lot of guys getting getting to the rim. Uh, guys missing assignments. Um, but that being said, when Grayson Allen isn't off his rocker, not really on his game. Uh, that offense clicks because 
and he's really the motor of that offense on that team. Um, Clearly, I, especially I, in the beginning of the season, he I, is. We, we definitely are going to need him early to play well until uh, the team kind of comes together and figures out who they are and everything like that. Um, we're not very big, and not just height. I mean, size. There you go. It's not a. <laughs> it's a very scrappy, scrawny, uh, Duke team this year. Yeah, we got the vets in the middle that you know. Will do their thing. We got Plum Plumley and what are you showing me? <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we got some some depth as far as. The veterans are in there, center and power forward, Jefferson. Um, and Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Playing a good little two-guard, three-man role, maybe a little bit of point guard right now. He's but what I did see, because we didn't watch the, the game today because we were watching the Denver game, but on Friday night, Tyler Thornton started a point guard and played damn good basketball. Um, seemed to get his, by far, his best game. Starting, I assume he started the day. I'll have to watch the replay later on. But what Grayson Allen is doing is being instant offense. He had 32 points today as well. I saw the replay, the highlights. He was hitting threes. He hit at least five of them. No shit. Getting to the rack. Doing his deal. This team is doesn't need to be playing zone right now until they get comfortable with each other. Because the zone's getting picked apart. Play man. Play man. That's my best advice for Coach Shashevsky. That's your yeah. best advice for the best coach. Yeah, that's ever. listen to me, and don't run zone anymore. <laughs> but I, we were talking, watching the Friday night game, and seeing the inconsistency and a little bit of just not playing together. Honestly, um, what some people might not really remember is that Tyus Jones and <clears throat> Okafor played together for three years, um, AAU wise, and. They knew each other back and forth, so you got a whole bunch of guys that don't coming into the mix. I think Justice Winslow played with them for a year as well, so they had a bunch of they had much more word of the day cohesiveness um, when they showed up last year. So that's that's a work in progress. I don't think I think this team could lose two more times in the next month and still be on its way to where it needs to be before we start getting into ACC. Play. I mean, I could I could really see us losing three or four times in the next month, but still. Because that would do me. I'm just saying. I, I, I could see it happening. I don't think it will. I'm with you. It's probably closer to to two. They'll drop some. But that's the, the youth part we're talking about, the time to grow together to become a unit. Um, Once we get so to I February, this team's going to be good. There's, there's going to be teams this year. Duke's going to lose to some teams, like I said before, that we probably shouldn't lose to. It's just more. And we, we do have a loss, but let's keep in mind it came against Kentucky. You're playing another team that's melding a bunch of freshmen together. They just had a better game that day. Um, I don't think they're really... (laughs) They're not as big as they were last year. Not even close. No. But, I mean, they're they're big. They reloaded on size, for sure. Not the same, not at all. Not the same. I mean, one dude compared to the three seven-footers they were running last year. We're we're in a much better position there. I, I just don't think... I don't think we had the what we needed to yet to play in a game like that. It'll be there. You can see the skills. You can see the skills from these kids. They look good. They look good to me. They look good to me. I'm excited to see that um, keep growing throughout the season. You know, a sixth national title is certainly not out of the question. 
to this league. Uh, and UNC lost, and they're not going to be number one. So they'll be a new number one altogether, and we'll see how this rest of the season goes. Um, UNC's missing their point guard, big old stud. So we shall see. It's going to be a good Duke-North Carolina rivalry game both times this year, possibly three. It's going to be fun. It's going to go right through Cameron Indoor and whatever the hell they call the shithole that they play in. And that's where the <laughs> ACC title goes. <clears throat> uh, Nuggets lost tonight. They weren't embarrassed, though. No, not embarrassed playing the Golden State Warriors, who were 15-0. and We'll get to them in a second. Nuggets at 6-8. and Right around 500. Not getting blown out. Often. They've had bad games. Still think it's stellar play. No one's beat the, the Warriors yet, so we just come out and try to win this week. Try to win this week and keep our heads up and play good basketball. You lost to the best team by 13 points? No, 8 points? 8 points. That's alright. Especially that team. Because that team can hang 130-some-odd points on you. And they, can, so. they can put up 25 points in 3 minutes. Real <laughs> so. quick. This team... I've seen them play half a dozen times this year already. They're on all the time, that's why. And they're unconscious. They might go quiet for a little bit, but it doesn't seem to phase them. They don't care. Um, three and three went down by 20 points or less, 20 points or more, in the last two seasons. And that stat combined for the NBA is like 12 to 478. So they are they are above a whole lot of stuff right now. Early MVP talk starts with um, Curry and ends with Curry right now because everyone else is not playing as good as Steph Curry is. Nobody's even close. No. He's he's going to destroy his three-point record this year. He'll make more of them. He's going to average 33 points a game. He's going to average five, five assists and five rebounds. He's going to get triple-doubles. He's the best player in basketball right now, Ryan. What do you think about that? I like it. I like having point guards be the best players in the league because it makes basketball a little more exciting to watch. Um, I, I, I guess on that note also, I do like it when, you know, the best player in the league is a center because that's also own way fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. When Shaq is dominating everybody he goes up against, that was incredibly fun to watch, I thought, because it was great to watch him just feed it to him down low and watch him just back into the guy until the guy was just throw down a dunk underneath the rim and he could just put it on top of him. That was... And it, it lets LeBron take <laughs> the, the step back, lets ESPN take the step back from him and maybe show some other players going around. Did you see LeBron sit down on the bench... I did not. It was in the middle of the play. He just was frustrated, visibly frustrated if you see the play, and went and just sat down on the bench. And then the other four guys run up the court to play defense, and he's not there. And the, the refs look around for why they're missing a guy and see that he's sitting on the bench and tee up the team because he <laughs> substituted himself without checking in with an official. Who's this? LeBron James. Something I never would have ever seen Michael Jordan do. Gonna <laughs> list a whole lot of other players who don't think that they're entitled to do that shit. So that's a bit much for me. There's a whole shitload of players I could list that would have never thought to do anything close to that. Yeah, that's I, the only player I can think of, like off the top of my head, that would do that 
is my personal favorite, Charles Barkley. But he would run over there and like pick the chair up and destroy it, and it would have been like 1987, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But this is 2016 in the day and age of, you know, be a good guy. Bad guys are scary. You're supposed to do the right thing all the time. And here he is not doing the right thing. Yeah, well, I, I think it sounds silly, but I think you can creatively do it as a motivational thing in the way you were talking about, ironically. Like, going over, destroying, like, you know, kicking over a chair and oh, knocking it into an assistant. They were up by, like, 28. So he did this while they were way ahead, too. Yes, they were winning by a lot. That makes it so much worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least then I can go, well, you know, it's frustrating when you're getting your ass handed to you. You know, you get a little pissed off. You do things that you probably wouldn't think you'd normally do. Wow, that is... No, they were winning. That is hugely disappointing to just take yourself off. I mean, that's that's putting yourself before the team 100%. Like, yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm tired of carrying you guys. Okay, well, go tell Coach in a timeout that you're tired of carrying the guys and go sit down. But, I'm not with myself in timeout. But, like, cool. no, that's okay. I'll just get a technical. It's like everyone knows you're, that they suck around you, LeBron. I mean, how much more else do they need to know that they're not as good as you? <laughs> that Every, that's that right there. That's says about you. That, that right there is showing <laughs> that exact sentiment. That he's like, I am so much better than the rest of you. I don't need you comes off that way and people can say always oh, the best that's fine but that comes off like an asshole college football playoff rankings fucking Michael Jordan would fight you <laughs> if you if you did it on his team like the team that he was part of oh man you'd be hearing it in practice he'd fucking Physical fight you shit. in the locker room it, it, it wouldn't be a good thing people have do. said Michael Jordan has threatened to beat their ass in the locker room yeah, he was, he was the meanest practice player in the world. He made B.J. Armstrong cry a couple times. He was he was man. He was not be, a beyond whooping your ass. Like he wouldn't go to the bench. He would just yell at you. That he's gonna kick your fucking ass after the game. Mm-hmm. He'd talk shit to you while he's dunking on somebody. You know, carrying you. <laughs> He'd be fucking you know whining on the bench. That's the last place the the best player on earth wants to be. The last place he wants to be on is the bench. So, sitting yourself down there, LeBron. Bad look for you. College football playoff rankings, real quick. Clemson one, Bama two, Ohio State three. Ohio State lost, they're out. Notre Dame four, Iowa five, Oklahoma State lost, they're out. Oklahoma one at seven, Florida one at eight, Michigan State and Baylor one at nine, ten, respectively. I think Iowa's um, sneaking in this week. I can't see it be any other way. My my top four. It's Clemson, Bama, Notre Dame moving up because they won. Right. And Iowa on the outside looking in is Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Baylor. I'm with you 100%. That is exactly my thoughts after Saturday. Um, they can no longer deny Iowa. That's just how it goes. Iowa's got to play Nebraska this weekend, I think. Michigan State has... I can't remember who they're playing. Um... But if they both went out, that's Iowa, Iowa and Michigan State in the Big Ten title game. So that would mean no Ohio State. Um, I think that's going to be the big game. If, if, Bama, if Bama wins out, they'll go play Florida in the SEC title game. They'll probably beat them. If Bama 
goes, they play uh, Auburn. If they lose and Ole Miss wins, then Ole Miss will play Florida. Florida's already beat Ole Miss by 31 points this year with a different quarterback. But maybe throws a little chink in the chain if Florida comes out and wins that, the SEC title game with little to no offense. And then are you not going to take the one-loss SEC team because they don't look as good on well, the eye test? They the the compared to Notre Dame, who's not going to have a who doesn't have a championship game. The committee is is <clears throat> going to compared to. I mean, I think Baylor. I think Notre, I think Notre Dame is going to get in, uh, no matter what. Um, no matter what you think they are, even yeah. if they lose. Uh, oh no! Obviously, if they lose a game, if they lose a game, no. Yes, I agree. <clears throat> if they lose their last game, it's not going to be. No, they'll be out. But if they win, they're in. That's it for them. So if Notre Dame beats Stanford, they're going to be in over teams that play the next week in conference title games. I think that's how it's going to go. I don't think that's how it'll go. Notre Dame, the committee will not let them in. Not over teams that have one more win and won their conference and won their, you know, won the Big Ten, the SEC. The Big 12 doesn't have one either, so they'll be the Pac-12, which really doesn't have much to speak of. Not much at all. SEC, Big 10, Big 12, and ACC. I don't know, because what's, what's <clears throat> going to happen here, Baylor has two more games on their schedule, so they could have as many wins as Notre Dame. And split a division or split a Big Twelve title the way they did last year, mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I just think I, I hate not I hate them not having a championship game. I I think it. We've always said that it kind of you feels like it hurts you anyway. But I think this might be the four game playoff. It, I think the more teams you'd add to the playoff, would it would help you to not have a conference championship. I think in this situation. It, it is easier to make an argument that if a team ends up having the same amount of wins, you could say, well, they did play one more game, um, and that one more game is going to be against a, another team that's really good because you're playing in the conference championship game against them, so they're not going to be a slouch. So their last opponent isn't going to be just a nobody. So, yeah. Um, Notre Dame's going to go play Stanford next week. All right, they right. They're all right, but then they don't play nobody. So I mean, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's still we're still feeling this whole committee thing out. Feels like it's uh, it's all up in the air. We gotta go to picks. What's picks? I'm not a fan of Notre Dame getting it just because of what they've done in the past. I, I hate that <laughs> shit. Uh, Philly and Detroit Thursday night we got Thanksgiving football (laughs) Philly and Detroit what do you got I got the Detroit Lions you got Detroit at home that's the only reason why I'm calling it I gotta take Detroit Detroit um yeah I just I I the I can only pick them because it's Thanksgiving game. That's really my... Because I don't really have much confidence in either of these teams. So, to be completely honest with you. Um, 
So yeah, uh, Panthers and Cowboys. Gonzo's gonna call Panthers, I think. Panthers and who? Cowboys. Yeah. Panthers. Doug. I'm just imagining the actual matchup. <laughs> Silver helmets. All over the place. No, I mean like actual Panthers and actual Cowboys. Oh. Panthers would lose. Cowboys have guns. Ah, dude. And horses. You assume they have horses. They're cowboys. They're cowboys. And they got pizzas with olives all over them. Oh, I was like, (laughs) I missed that part in all the Western movies. I did too, but Papa Murphy's didn't. Like, you know what the Westerns were lacking? Pizza. With olives. And olives. Certainly. I don't know. Uh, Panthers. Uh... I'm going to go take the Cowboys on Thanksgiving again. Because it's what I do. Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Pack is back. Yeah, I'll do Packers. Yeah, Pack is back. Uh, Saints and Texans. Don't have to worry about that. Who? Saints and Texans. God, that game is so boring. I'm going to take the Texans at home. Looking like that defense improved. We already know who Doug's taking. I am also taking on, the On Texans. all fronts on that one. Because it's not just the Saints. It's the Saints in the shittiest name for a right. team ever. Okay. Right. Um, I'm also taking the Texans. The defense and the offense is improving. So I like them to keep rolling. Rams and Cincinnati. Rams and Cincinnati. I'm taking the... I gotta take the Bengals. Not gonna lose three straight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the Bengals at home. Uh, although they did get their secondary, did get a little banged up, so uh, not as strong defensively. Um, but I still think they can do take the Rams at home. Vikings and the Falcons. The Vikings and the Falcons. Mm, that's in. Atlanta, isn't it? It is. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm just going to imagine Falcons fighting Vikings. <laughs> that just looks weird. They can't get past the helmet, Doug. They're fucked. Yeah, I got to go Vikings on that one. <laughs> I mean, they don't have the uh, ability to fly, but... I think they're... Sh- yeah. They got arrows, don't they? Vikings used arrows, didn't they? Yeah. 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 There you go. Game over. The dragon boats. And dragon boats. <laughs> uh, I'm also taking the Vikings. Um, we'll see what happens. They're up and down this year, just like the Broncos. Uh, New York Giants and the Redskins. Giants? Doug's taking some really big giant to step on Indians. Gonzo. Hmm. I assume that's why you chose them. Right. I'm not going to root for racism. Me neither. Giants and the Redskins. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Hmm. Not that I'm pro really tall people either, I'm just saying. I'm taking the Redskins. Uh, I'm taking the 
Giants. Because why not? Uh, Tampa Bay and Indy. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Indy, this would eventually get to you, Doug. Who? Tampa Bay and Indy. I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, me too. Oh, Doug just hates that name that much. I'm also taking Tampa. They're playing pretty fucking good football lately. Uh, I'm not just saying that because they blew the fucking team out today. Certain team that cost me a pick. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. I like this game. I think it's going to be fun. I hope I get to watch it. Who? <clears throat> Buffalo and Kansas City. Hmm. At Casey. At Casey? I'll go to the Chiefs. <coughs> I gotta take the Chiefs and how the defense has been playing. I'm gonna take Buffalo, but I'm cautiously taking them because I haven't really watched them on Monday Night Football to see if it's gonna be a give it all they got. If they give it too much, they'll probably lose. Raiders in Tennessee. Raiders in Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, well. Gonzo's doing some calculations. Lots of. I don't know He's if you saw the show. Calculations. Got some algorithms. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's good. That was good stuff. <clears throat> He's good. good. What am I thinking calculations. about? Calculations. Oh, you're thinking about the Raiders in Tennessee. Raiders in Tennessee. I see that stuff. The Raiders aren't back. They just have won 40% of their games. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to take the Titans at home. Gotta go with some upsets. Next. I'm taking the Raiders because ever since I started picking the Raiders, they've been losing. So hopefully that trend continues. San Diego and Jacksonville. This should be a fucking shitty fucking game to watch. Man, San Diego sucks. I'm taking San Diego. <laughs> fucking Philip Rivers got me six fucking points on fucking Facebook. That's a PPR. On fantasy. I'm looking at Facebook. I will bandwagon San Diego. Yeah. I also choose a whale's vagina to be the Jaguar. Oh, this is interesting. So there's rumors that the Sacramento Kings are going to make uh, a woman their head coach to fire George Carl, who is not liked by their hot-tempered center. And I'm sure he's going to love the first woman head coach coming in and yelling at him. Sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders and right. deals with authority well. So he'll definitely like a short little woman yelling at him, I'm sure. I don't feel comfortable speaking on this anymore. <laughs> 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 but it's Nancy Lieberman. Uh, she was Nancy Lieberman Klein. Uh, one of the best female basketball players of all time. Probably top five. And a darn good ladies coach. Um, Finn's in the Jets. Take the Dolphins, make. Let's make. No, I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> Crossing that out, taking the Jets with Mark Sanchez. Gosno. We crossed it out. Gonzo says the Jets. Okay. Doug, Doug. Jets. Doug. 
It says J-E-T-S. I also say Jets, Jets, Jets. Cardinals in San Francisco. Cardinals. Did we just talk about that? Oh, that was the Kansas City Chiefs. They both have red logos. Um, and he sees them in his head when you say things. <laughs> Cardinal. Good call, Doug. I also will take the Cardinals to the street. Uh, Steelers and Seahawks. Steelers and Seahawks. <sighs> I'm taking the Seahawks and I'm starting Cam next week. <laughs> Seahawks? I'm going to take foot soup. I don't know why, but I don't know. I, I still don't know why, to be completely honest with you. I don't know what I'm going to get from foot soup anymore. We'll skip the Sunday night games. we got to talk about that real quick. Ravens and uh, Browns, Monday night snoozer. Ravens. I'm taking the Browns. I also am taking the Browns. Uh, you don't know that they lost their starting quarterback today, the Ravens did. I don't even care. He's and they're starting the running back. And they also lost their starting running back. <laughs> so, it's going to be a fucking bad game to watch. Really, really bad. Sunday Night Football, Patriots and Broncos. Real quick, Gonzo. Oh, I got to see who we're starting. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots regardless of who we're starting. Ah, I'm not going to do all that just yet. If we start Peyton, we'll lose. Period. Uh, yeah. If if we start Brock, this team can move the ball. We got a chance. We got a chance. If we, if we start Peyton, we don't have a chance. That's how it goes. I'll, I'll, put, it on the web, I'll put it on the page. I'm 100% with you. <clears throat> I'm 110% with you. If Peyton Manning starts this game, we lose this game. Um... Period. If Peyton Manning plays, we lose. I, I don't want to see Peyton Manning on the field. I don't want to see Brady Manning, what, 16? You know, carrying more. Whatever the it'll fuck be it an is. Ass whooping. It, it's just going to be Brady, like, he's going to smoke this defense because we've been getting lit up by passers this year. So they're going to exploit us. Um, hopefully... I mean, I don't want to be a dick like that, but, you know, hopefully they come in at least a little banged up. We're a little banged up. It'd be nice if they'd be a little fucking banged up, too. They are? I mean, they lost Edelman, but... And, and, and Dion Lewis. And the guy that's been killing it out the backfield for him up in there, so they're a little banged up, too. <sighs> One of our bang-ups is not something that I give a fuck about. I'm that's glad true. he's banged up and not out there, so that doesn't affect the fucking injury report, in my opinion. <laughs> He's fucking where he needs to be. I'd like to have wear back. That would be good. I hope so. Um, they are optimistic back. about that. We'll be at home with a loud crowd. No matter what, they're going to be loud against that Patriots team. Well, I mean, hopefully Peyton, when he was crying today about losing his starting job to wear, patting him on the back and everything. Hopefully Ware told him to shut up. Hopefully Ware was like, don't hit me so hard right there, dude. That's the spot that's strained. I'm going to be playing next week. Uh, no, I'm with you. Manning can't play. We lose if Manning plays. Um, period. Manning plays, we lose. It's it's not even going to be close. Um, the best shot we have about beating to beat the Patriots is move the football, move the football, move the football. I want to see 10, 8, 7, 
six, ten. That's that's how I want the drives to go. I don't want big plays. I don't want Tom Brady on the field. Period. Don't want Tom Brady score points because I feel like that's the way they're they're going to beat us is definitely by outscoring us. I don't want to get into a scoring competition with Tom Brady. No. I want Tom Brady to go. Fuck. Out of time. Just like the show. We're out of time. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!